back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy, and it's been, you know, a hot minute since my last episode. I actually did record another episode um, similar to the last one, like sitting in the parking lot waiting for groceries, and (laughs) did not hit save. So that really weird gap of time break and kind of trying to sum up life and ideas with that time and what's been going on in the world has been really awkward but you know awkward is practically my middle name so why not just move forward from awkward enjoy okay we've got a lot of ground to cover i'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet but also pass along some information and do what we do here. So, welcome back everyone. Um, After the last podcast where I talked about eating disorder and recovery, I talked to several different professionals, um, registered dietitians and um, different inpatient, outpatient programs and things like that. And just going through talking to some different professionals and going through these like intake questionnaires, I realized pretty quickly that I had never not had an eating disorder. There have been points in my life that it had morphed into the socially acceptable disordered eating, also known as being on a diet. But... I had never just left my body alone. Intuitively eating like, oh, you're hungry, so you eat, and you're full, so you stop. And um, I really started to notice the big patterns in my life and in my behavior. So for me, one of my really big ones, which is not uncommon um, for addicts is to swing really far one direction, be like, I am so perfect. I'm checking off the boxes. I'm hypercritical of myself and I will do everything right. And then something goes wrong because that's not actually attainable. And the pendulum swings back way far the other direction and you rebel. And part of that back and forth too, is the constantly seeking approval of other people and, So somebody who wants you to show up as the perfectionist, so you do. And somebody who wants you to show up as the rebel, so you do. And this like seeking of oneself outside of yourself. And the thing about that is that shame builds from the constant denial of who you are. So playing that part and constantly swinging back and forth, like this is the perfect storm of my life. It's not just about food. It's about how I manage my money. It's about how I manage my time. It's about how I show up in my relationships. This pattern, once I saw it, was kind of like jumping into an ice cold ocean moment where you were just like, oh shit. (laughs) Everything is so visible now. What do I do with this information? And for me, the Given coronavirus and being at home, I made the decision to go back to like primordial goo stage. I just removed everything I could possibly remove from my life 
in one foul swoop. All the diet rules, all the exercise, anything that fed this addiction had to be swiped out. And one of my big addictions to that with the perfectionist is the seeking of information. And so over the last month and a half, maybe two months, um, I pretty much have stopped reading. I've stopped. I'm not on social media (laughs) much. Um, I deactivated my Facebook and Instagram. I basically just delete the app and then every now and then I'll upload it. I'll check for messages and then I delete it again. Um, So just stopping the flow of constant input and information. Um, Maybe about two months ago, I suddenly had this like, I feel like I'm just a consumer. Like I'm constantly being sold to on Instagram and it really bothers me. Every thing I'm seeing is an ad for something. It's an ad for an idea. It's an ad for a way of life. It's about how to be, who to be. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. And then I realized the same thing was happening with books. The constant being sold of this is what to believe. This is how to live life. This is how you handle these situations. And I realized that I was not hearing any voices say, you need to go look at yourself. You need to take time to just look inward because you have all the answers that you're seeking. You need to just shut out the noise and go do the work. So that's what I did. (laughs) Um, I took an anxiety course at the beginning of uh, maybe April. And I learned a lot about how our bodies react to anxiety. And I've not had a lot of full-blown panic attacks in my life, but I have had them. And I have had really high anxiety days. And learning to create a body that is somewhere in the middle balanced, that it's not that pendulum swinging constantly routine. So finding a routine of I get up in the morning and I go outside and I stretch in the sunshine and I drink a really big glass of water and just like let my brain process the dreams I had last night or (laughs) the sounds around me and just kind of be before I move into my day. Like trying to create these little new patterns, new habits, um, refer to atomic habits if you're not sure about that. Um, I finally have kind of created this life in which when things go wrong, I will still have anxiety, but it will not overfill my bucket to the point where I can't function anymore. The thing that I'm currently working on is, let's say, adding things back into my life. Because stripping everything out is not a permanent way of living, even though I would probably like it that way. (laughs) Being a weird hermit, I would probably be fairly content. But I realize that relationships are important to me and people are important to me and some sort of normalcy is important. So I'm slowly starting to like add things back in. 
more recently, I've been trying to get back to my relationships and friendships and coming at this idea of intimacy with a better understanding of myself. I love this. I heard this fact the other day that in Sanskrit, I can't remember the number now, it's like 80 or 100 different words for the word love because we have different kinds of love. That we love our friends, we love our pets, we love our bike, we love our shoes. That none of these things are the same kind of love. But almost like that permission to just love things in my life was needed. That understanding that it can be different and still be love. So I started looking at my relationships a little bit differently. And one of the big things that I learned during this like regrouping process was about boundaries. If you've been listening to this podcast and you've heard me talk about boundaries probably a billion times because it was like a concept that I just couldn't figure out and it bothered me so much. I've read so many books about boundaries and quotes about boundaries and I was like, I don't get it. How do you do it? Now I understand why, but I was listening to a doctor talk and he was talking about um, our bodies and he was talking about how our immune system kind of helps to regulate keeping the bad things at bay, keeping the body healthy. And our emotions do the same thing for us. So when you are feeling the feelings of like anger or upset, that's your body telling you, hey, you need some boundaries here. As somebody who's been emotionally numb for a really long time, <laughs> the realization that I now am starting to understand feelings and emotions again and being able to now understand like, hey, I'm get, I have a feeling about this. Like, I'm, this upsets me. This bothers me. Like, I need a boundary here. I need to say something. Is finally something that's actually happening in my life. Um, and I think that that's part of the maybe slowly adding things back into my life as well and being really careful in relationships because it's really easy when you're sitting by yourself at home to theorize about these different things. But when you're actually in the midst of a relationship and being able to have the give and take of a friendship and being able to honor yourself in that relationship where maybe you haven't, that's a little bit like next level that I'm dabbling into now. I don't know that I can really sum up the whole process that I've gone through over the past few months easily. I think that I was very lucky to have had this time for this to have happened. I mean, I, I fully believe like that everything happens on time. So this was just the time for me to heal from my addictions. But I also got to look at that shadow side of myself. You know, we talk a lot about our ego and our shadow self and the things about ourselves that we would rather not accept as being part of who we are. And one of my really big ones is the saboteur, this like, undermining of myself that I do so easily and so regularly that I didn't even notice it was happening until I did. And once you see that and then you see what that does in your relationships, whew, 
it's tricky being a human, you know? <laughs> it's just tricky being a human. So I guess overall life update, still living at home, still doing COVID stuff. Um, at the beginning of COVID, maybe kind of to be silly and kind of just because I always was wanting to and this seems like the time to do it, I shaved my head. Um, so that was like right at the end of March and I've got about an inch and a half of hair growth now. So it's more or less like I didn't shave my head at all, <laughs> but I feel like this whole process is going to be about a year long thing and having cut back so much on my life with making the move last year to the smaller house and really just like downsizing and minimalizing my life and then really stripping down the who I am as a person and recognizing how I live and deciding a little bit more intentionally where I'm moving that. If I know what the patterns are, how do I move those patterns in my life to benefit me instead of keep me stuck. I don't know, it all sounds very woo-woo when I talk about it, but it just, uh, it's been quite the process. I don't know that I would have ever done it if it hadn't been for COVID. If I hadn't been stuck <laughs> with nothing but myself to face day in and day out, I don't know that I would have done this work to this extent and to this level of understanding probably ever. So I guess the next bit is where I get to try to figure out relationships more in depth. Um, I meditate daily, so I'm seeking more from myself and still really not reading. I have maybe one book or two books that will come through my life in a month. Um, but really trying to just scale it down and adding exercise back into my life as well as learning how to like feed my body so I don't constantly have heartburn from eating dark chocolate Oreos nonstop. <laughs> um, I put my scale away in the closet for months and I, I'm not using it because I know I've gained weight from the way my clothes fit and how I feel in my body, but I also recognize that part of this is kind of sharing the journey. So I'm going to have to kind of be able to be honest and vulnerable about what's going on and also how it's happening. So it's not like, cool, I gave up an eating disorder and then magically I had the body of I've always hoped I'd have because I finally accepted myself. It's not really <laughs> like a one week, two week turnaround thing. So I don't know. There's just a lot of self-acceptance that is coming into play these days. And I think one of the things I've noticed is before, if I disappointed someone or if I felt like, cut off from someone maybe if they didn't respond to me or something then I kind of went to like this self-degrading you're a piece of shit it always went straight to my self-worth that I'm not worthy that I'm fundamentally flawed and not enough and 
I knew that from the early 2019 when I did Mel Robbins' New Year thing. Like, I knew the hardcore wound that I carry is like this, you are fundamentally not enough. You are not worthy and you are flawed. And these days, as I'm dabbling back into my relationships, you know, people are like, yeah, you haven't been around a lot lately. And instead of that going straight to my worth, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I've been doing some work, (laughs) y'all. And maybe the being gentle with myself finally, like recognizing not everybody's meant to be in your life forever and that's okay. Recognizing that I can still hold value and worth even if I have to disappear and handle some stuff now and then because I'm ready to move on to the next phase of my life and you can't move on and carry all that baggage with you. So I hope that wasn't too random of a podcast for you guys. <laughs> I feel like I jumped around a lot. I had some notes here to kind of follow as an outline, but my cat is laying on my notebook and I didn't dare move him. So <sighs> I think that pretty much brings us up to speed for uh, May, June, July, <laughs> whatever month we're in now of being at home and Gosh, if you guys have any questions, you can reach out to me. Um, I'm still on Instagram. I just, I, as I said, I delete the app and take breaks, but I do check in. So if you have questions, I am going to try to talk on there a little bit more, but I think that for the most part, I don't really have a ton of followers on Instagram that are also podcast listeners for me. So that's just the easiest way to reach out to me. (laughs) Um, I am contemplating doing a collaboration podcast with another friend. Uh, So we'll see if that happens. I'll let you guys know. And otherwise, please be safe. Take care of yourself. And before you log into Instagram to find out how you're supposed to show up in this world, um, why don't you meditate instead for like five minutes and just look inward for like a blip of your day before everybody else tells you who to be and how to be you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and until next time.